You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. And I'm Mish. And today we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Aiden. Aiden is from San Diego and currently lives in Los Angeles. He owns an art gallery in downtown LA named Juan Zimmer. He likes nature and working with nonprofits. Amazing. Welcome to the show, Aiden. How's it going? Hey, great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Mish, and thanks, guys, for putting me on. Cool. Aiden, you're currently single, living the bachelor life. So (laughs) how, how is that treating you? Well, you know, there's there's definitely like ups and downs to being single in LA. And, you know, I feel like, you know, a lot of times there's a huge positive benefit because for me, one of the primary reasons I'm not dating anyone, I'm not serious with anyone right now is because like, you know, just the amount of things I have going on in my personal life and work life, you know, I barely have time to take care of myself properly. So, you know, just with that mindset, it's just been a lot easier to just be single because, you know, with that added emotional responsibility and like, you know, maintaining a relationship is important in any healthy relationship. So I think all those things kind of play a factor in being single today. And so do you have physical companions that you connect with, like on a regular basis? Like, how do you how do you keep the, the physical needs met while you're pursuing your your more creative and aspirational needs? Totally. Well, first, before I stay, I would just like up front, you know, I have a, a lot of, you know, physical relationships with, you know, in my case, like, you know, I prefer, I'm attracted to women. So I, I do have a good, good amount of people that I can, you know, talk to in regards to meeting physical desires and things like that. But uh, for me and um, for really all these women that I'm involved with, it really kind of stems from not wanting anything more from each other in terms of like an emotional connection or, you know, maybe it's there like, you know, we both, uh, you know, good personalities. It's fun. It's, it's something, you know, it's easy. But at the end of the day, when we hang out, hook up and drink or whatever, then afterwards, there's no like... Hey, are you going to call me? Or I'm not like, Hey, are they okay? Like we're just on the same page of like, this is just a a physical interaction. And uh, which has been like really good, just being open and transparent with people like in that regard, because it's absolutely horrible. So many people, you know, like they meet somebody and then they, they start chatting about, Oh yeah, like we hang out, do this. And then you get invested because you think they're going somewhere and then re- reality after a second or third date, you hook up and then they're, you're blocked from this person. <sighs> so like, I really despise that whole culture and that's really infested LA. So it's kind of just been like on my own experience, like individually curating uh, an experience with everybody. That that's I would very, want. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And do you think, do you feel that you attract that specific type of woman? Because you have this sort of, A, you have an art gallery and you're hosting events and, you know, you're on a little bit of an entrepreneur, you've got your, you've got all this project spinning. And so do you find that the women who are sort of looking for that, it's kind of like the, the old rock musician kind of thing. 
do you find that that's what women are seeking when they approach you? It's like, Ooh, this is a guy who's going to be able to, to have this no strings attached relationship and I'm able to satisfy my needs and then keep that going. Totally. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. And to be honest, for the most part, it really kind of hasn't been like that because like, I mean, and Mish, I don't know if you want to jump in there, but back me on this, but like, I would say like, you know, speaking for myself, like I'd say I'm a pretty kind, compassionate, you know, caring person. And, you know, mm-hmm. no matter who I'm talking to or like what the situation is initially, you know, that's kind of the energy I put off. And it really does come back to like, you know, being comfortable with myself and with others, you know, enough to like have any kind of feelings or, you know, just provoking any types of conversations like that. Mm. But in terms of like, has it been, you know, one way or the other, I feel like I'm consistently meeting people where I'm like, oh, I really like this person or they really like me, but that's not what I'm, I'm not in that mindset right now. That's not where I want to be. And, Mm. you know, it is challenging at times to like pass up an opportunity or like uh, if somebody's like super into me, but I'm not really feeling it. Or if I'm feeling like, like I'm just down for a hookup, but if they're, they're, you know, starting to sense feelings, like what I'll, what I'll, you know, I'll definitely approach them, talk to them and say, Hey, like, that's not what I'm looking for. It's not what I'm wanting right now. I'm happy to be your friend, you know, anything of that nature, but realistically it's, it kind of has to come down to like a mutual respect and understanding that like, if we're going to be physical, then I don't want any kind of emotional attachment. And Mm. uh, yeah, that's kind of how it's been. How often do you have to have that conversation? Well, to be honest, like there's a few people, there's a few girls that I've kind of been on this page with, let's say like, so they know, you know, they, we, I hit them up or they hit me up. We know we're going to just have some food, drink and hook up. And then it might be two weeks before we ever talk to each other again or something like that. And really with these people, I don't have to have that conversation with too many times because it's like the initial, like, inception of us like um contacting or meeting up so like you know in terms of like a dating app like a lot of these Mm. have come from like a a hinge or a bumble or tinder and then it's just kind of like been like from the initial hangout just kind of like established what what our relationship is going to be like yeah yeah that's interesting so i I do want to get into a little bit about your practice on the dating apps and like how you use them and like what you're looking for but before that I'd, i'd like to get into just a quick psychological question about connection and dealing with physical connection. And when you're with someone intimately, you get, there's obviously a lot of chemicals that are happening. You get, you know, the oxytocin, you get connection and you have two people who are feeling this and like dealing with this dynamic. You know, I'm just curious how you navigate the water when you start to feel these, this deeper connection to somebody, you're connected on the physical level and you're now developing you know, a chemical connection as well. How do you keep the emotional thing under control to a certain degree where it's like, do you decide like, this is, I'm only going to see this person X number of times, or do you keep them in your right. life for a long time? Like, I, I think, well, I'll give you a, a quick story. Like, uh, so something that happened like several, several weeks ago, I'd say a couple, couple weeks back, I was actually, I went to like one of the first parties I've been to a long time since quarantines kind of, it was just at that window, like where things were getting lifted and there was like, 30 people at this party and I didn't really know anybody there, which was like kind of like a first sense quarantine to be in like a new element. <laughs> and I, I see this, this girl there and, you know, we're kind of vibing, hanging out and I'm like, she's pretty, 
she's cool, interesting to talk to. And I'm like, where is this going to go or what the situation is? But in, in my mind, I always kind of have to keep checking myself to, to like, hey, like, don't forget, like, you know, you have this, essentially, you have like this mission of things you got to, you know, keep track of and do and the laundry list of the responsibilities. And, you know, I have to always just keep that in check because, you know, once I start catching myself slipping, like, oh, I need to do this or hang out this or is they are, you know, and then it starts to get into the second half of thoughts where it's like, oh, what are they doing? What, you know, if that, and then it's like, I've completely lost sight of what I'm supposed to be doing as an individual. And uh, so, yeah, several weeks ago, met this girl, went really well, like hung out at the party. And then like a couple days after she was like, oh, like, let's hang out. We hung, we hung out, went over to her place. We ended up hooking up and, you know, it went well. And I was actually like, really at that moment felt like, you know, more than just like a physical connection. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, something like it was right because, you know, you know, I, uh, <laughs> like I, I am into like, you know, like BDSM and stuff like that. And so this person was kind of like into that, that, that scene as well. And so we kind of hit it off. And then later that week, you know, she hit me back up again and I was like, yeah, let's hang out. And then I kind of caught myself wanting more. And that's when I like realized I needed to check myself in the situation. And then I essentially was like, at that point, after checking myself, just open about it. Like, Hey, what, you know, like, I don't know how you're feeling. What I'm feeling is this X, Y, Z. And then I really just like, in these situations to put the ball in their court, essentially, and say like, this is how I'm feeling. I'm being upfront. I, you know, we can go any direction you want with this. Uh, but this is just how I'm feeling. So I feel like that really kind of sets a tone mm. for just moving forward. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think people need to communicate more like where everyone's heads at, because I think that's where a lot of hiccups can happen is when there isn't that communication. That's mm -hmm. when feelings get hurt, emotions come in and whatnot. So it's, it's good to put it out there up front. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And just like there's been times where it's taken me longer to realize a situation, you know, or to be up front or thinking that I'm on the same page as someone when I'm completely not. And then having to have that kind of like awkward, you know, you know, hard conversation to, to kind of discuss. But in terms of like having or beginning any kind of relationship, whether it's a friendship something plutonic or you're really into this person in a physical way, it should always be up front what you or the other party is going to be expecting from this, you know? And uh, because once you start getting involved with like, emotions and then there's jealousy and there's, you know, all these like, you know, maybe they know someone, you know, or something long story short, it just comes around in a negative way. And you know, when it could all literally just be avoided by having that upfront conversation, which, you know, has deterred a lot of relationships that I could have <laughs> been in or, uh, you know, deterred a lot of like physical encounters. But for me, it's like more worth it than that moment of having that physical release is not ruining or, you know, taking advantage of a situation because it's like, you know, I've been, you know, in a lot of different times been in a situation where they're like, Oh, like, let's just hook up. There's no worries, no problems. Mm -hmm. When I know they're lying to me and I know that like they, they are into something a little bit more and like me being in those situations, like I've had to put my foot down and be like, you know what? Like I could 
we could keep just hooking up and having sex and we've already had this conversation, but I know in the back of my head that you actually do have feelings. And even though it wouldn't be my fault, I still know this. So I, I feel like it would be taking advantage of the yeah. situation. And then that's like when the whole thing of like, you know, like, yeah, like just using somebody for sex is like a huge turnoff for me. Like it has to be like a very consenting, like, you know, both parties agree situation. And like, we're on the same mindset, you know, and that, Sometimes you don't know at first, like you mm -hmm. don't know where it's going, but typically like as soon as I know where it's going from my perspective is when I'll bring up a conversation like that. Mm, that's really beautiful. And it takes, it takes some guts to be able to, to phrase that and to let that, let that catch, yeah. release it, release it back into the ocean, you know, cause it's, yeah. that's basically what you're doing. You're saying, okay, I could, I could take this and, and devour it, but that's not in the yeah. best interest of everyone. And I think living with your truth and having that, you know, it's, it's better on the conscious, on it's the so conscious. appreciated too. Like seriously, yeah. more people need to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I agree. Earlier, you mentioned something that I'd like to, I'd like to hear a little bit more about. You talked about how there's this sensation of feeling like you should be doing X, Y, and Z. Like you should be focused on your, you know, your goals, your dreams, your aspirations. And, you know, it's very interesting because I, I think that's a, that's a, common thing in, in, in like overachievers or like high performing individuals. And, and even just in modern society, I think there's a lot of pressure that we have. Mm -hmm. And we're always sort of looking at the next milestone we have to hit and forgetting a little bit about the present moment. And I had a, I had a conversation like a while back with, with a mentor of mine that, you know, he, he basically told me, you know what, Noah, you are already like, you've already achieved so many good things. If you achieve nothing else for the rest of your life, you're already perfect. And it's, it's like a, a strange mentality to have that. And it, you know, I almost, I almost wonder if that, if you were to find a person who were to just accept you as you are right now, and would also encourage you to, to take that leap and go forward to push you to greater things, but also understanding that you've already achieved a lot of incredible things and that everything else from this point is bonus. What would you do if you met somebody like that? Well, the first, I, there's a great question. And, and just going back to what you said in terms of like, oh, I have X, Y, and Z and, and all these things is, you know, part of X, Y, and Z for me is really like, you know, I'm 22 years old. And so I need to continue to grow as a person and as an individual. You know, and a lot of that, and you know, I'm I'm not necessarily afraid to admit it, but a lot of that kind of has to do with, you know, loving yourself and understanding and respecting yourself and, and your feelings before you can even give an ounce of that to anybody else. And you know, if I'm at a point where I'm not feeling a hundred percent, like you know, and to be honest, not feeling a hundred percent about you know starting any kind of relationship with anyone right now, like I'm fine, you know with no, like no physical hookups for as long as whatever, you know, it just, and I think part of that mentality of not like, Oh, I need to hook up with somebody or I need to, you know, and that mentality of just being okay with, with where you're at in the situation. And it's not like, Oh, like I need to hook up to tell my friends and like, to, you know, to get another notch on my belt. Like it's never <laughs> been a case like that. And so for me, it's like, really just w always just waiting for the right opportunity. But like you mentioned, if like the right opportunity, like a girl came into picture and, you know, she was 
just in love with me for who I was and willing to support and stand by me. Like it would be really hard to turn down that opportunity, but it would be even harder to accept that and then make a mistake from my end later on, because there's some things that I need to still work on and grow mm, from. Wow. That takes a lot of maturity to be able to say that. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's going to be really impressive. Like when you do get to that point and you are ready, I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of investment that you've made in yourself to be able to give your best. Absolutely. And I, I will tell you actually this one story. So when I first moved to LA, like four years ago, my second year of living here, in LA, uh, I lived in like a four bedroom house and one of my roommates moved out and this girl moved in and I didn't know her. Nobody else knew her. It was just like this girl moved in. Right. And then like, we started catching a vibe, like hanging out and stuff. And for me, it wasn't like ever going to be a serious thing. It was like, great. This person lives here. Like we can hook up and like no problems. And I'm thinking that we were on the same page with that. And then over time, it started becoming more of a, a thing and more of a thing. And then I was actually like pressured into like dating this person. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Cause in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is easy. Like, they, like, I don't have to say no, I don't have to change my mindset. Like I can just do my life, come home. There's somebody who like is willing to like care for me, take care of me. And what I didn't realize at the time is that I was developing a bad habit of just like, taking it the easy way, like, mm-hmm. of essentially just being sure, like, whatever, no problem, like, let's just hook up and sure we can date, no pro- you know, and then, you know, this person after, you know, a few months, like really started developing feelings. And for me, it was not ever going to be at that point. But it was like, I was in too deep anyways, mm. with this experience, and we were already living together, mm-hmm. which is like a big no, no, and like, <sighs> So it ended up just causing all sorts of really crazy problems. And, you know, looking back, I would have done it a lot differently. And that's what I'm trying to do moving forward. Yeah. Wise words. How did you, did you move out? Did she move out? How did that end? Yeah. Like we, <laughs> like we essentially, this is like December, not like December of 2018 that year, but essentially we were just kept like going back and forth and, she would freak out at me over something. And then, you know, it was really like just a resentment thing that she had towards me because I didn't have these feelings for her. So it was like this whole thing. And then we actually broke up while we're still living together, like the last Mm. few months of the lease. It was pretty crazy because it's like, you know, like we broke up and then like, you know, she's bringing people over, I'm bringing people over and I'm not really minding or upsetting, but she's getting really mad and upset and you know, then it became like this weird, bitter rivalry of like, who's bringing who, how many people over? And I was like, this is just fucking toxic to its core. And then she tried to get back with me afterwards. And I was like, no. And then like, and then pretty much she took it a step further extreme. And she ended up because I was ignoring her. She ended up trying to call and get contact with my father, who I, I don't really speak with. She called, finally got a hold of him through my brother. And she called my dad and said, oh, my God, Aiden's trying to kill himself. Oh, my God. Right? And I'm just like, what the heck? So it was like whole whole thing she started. And it was like a lot of work to like be mm. like, oh, to my father, who I don't have a good relationship with, to be like, no, no, I'm good. So I learned a lot of different lessons from that experience. 
Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. And I think that's probably a big motivation for you to be a little more cautious before diving mm-hmm. headfirst into something. Yeah. yeah. There's something interesting about the the competition, the rivalry as well, because it's for the other people involved. It's kind of really shitty when you think about yeah. it, like, yeah, like, because I've been in that situation. And, and when you use somebody to get back at somebody else or to, yeah. I think that's yeah. like, congrats for being able to walk away from that and close the door. I think that's a good, good for the both of you. Yeah, I, I hope so. You know, honestly, you know, we haven't spoken to her like over two years and like, I have no worries about it. You know, I've received emails and things like that from her and it's just like, you know, but I'm just like, oh, I just hope she's in a better place. Even after all she's put me through, like, I'm not like, I'm yeah. in such a better place, like emotionally. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure for her, it's probably in a better spot as well. So yeah. All right. We're going to work towards wrapping up here. I have two questions because we touched on some things earlier that I'd I'd like to go back to. One was how you use dating apps and what you look for when you approach women. And the other is your BDSM line. (laughs) So so which one do you want to start with? Like, how did you get into BDSM and then, or how do you approach women? on on um, the dating apps like what do you look for i guess yeah so we'll start with the dating app one first i'd say first of all hinge i've had the most success with and for me what i'm saying is like success is like what i'm actually looking for in a hinge or bumble or whatever meetup is just like a physical relationship and if like it can just be that and like it doesn't need to be a one-night stand it can be like a continuous thing but just not really looking for like a mental emotional connection you know and that kind of like has been really easier to do on a a dating app versus in like reality but it's been you know it's been interesting i just threw a few pictures up there and wrote some funny responses and you know like it's like one of the questions that asked it's like does like what is something you want people to know and i wrote like the earth is flat or something stupid you know like you know just like just just like it like it kind of is just like you could just tell like what kind of relationship you're looking for in this and this profile so that's it's been it's been good obviously like quarantine and all that stuff i haven't been really meeting new people like that i've just been so wrapped up in my own world which is good because i honestly i have a i feel like i have a really good solid group of uh girlfriends and guy friends that you know that are there for me and and it's really in the last year i feel like i've made a lot of new just girlfriends that are purely just friends and and that has actually been really good for me and i'm actually finally at a good place where like it is just on on a level of friendship and having that extra support is like from a female's perspective is like you know it's incredible especially like that energy and mindset of most women uh, is like something that's really positive in my life and then for your second question in terms of like how I got into like BDSM and all that stuff, like, you know, back in even like in high school, you know, end of middle school, like when I first was starting to hook up and, you know, have sex relationships with people and stuff like, you know, I was actually introduced to like some, you know, like hands tied behind, you know, to the bed or something like that, you know, little, little things like whip and, spanking and whatnot and all that jazz and then you know eventually just started like progressing like wanting to do more and more like obviously on a consensual basis and then when i moved up to la i actually was going to a lot of underground raves and uh, i discovered this one members only 
underground BDSM rave and they do full, you know, full bondage there. There's like, you know, all sorts of people who are participating can have like literally live sex there and all sorts of crazy stuff. And so like, I just got really involved with this club and became a member and just was going to like a lot of them every weekend and just uh, meeting all sorts of crazy partners there. So. And has the, has the involvement with BDSM, has that made you appreciate quote unquote normal sex more or does normal sex not enough? Oh, no, it can be like, you know, we can, you know, we can be in the fucking bathroom and shouldn't pull her pants down for a sec, you know, second, it can be like, it doesn't need to be a, a whole production, you know, it is, it is what it is. It's like, if we're both like feeling that physical, like, oh, you're attractive, I'm attractive, like, you know, mm. it, most of the time, like, there, I haven't, you know, we haven't, there hasn't been an issue like after sex, you know, mm. so. So that's only know. more like, a, a, it's, it's a nice bonus, but it's not it's not required to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, Aiden, it has been a blast having you on the show. It's been great uh, to just hear your story and, and to see the growth that you're in. I think it's really exciting. And, you know, I'm, I'm, yes. I love your, I love the appreciation you have for the people in your lives as well. I think that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Thanks so much, Noah, for having me on the show. Appreciate you. You're the best. Thanks, Mish. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. Swing by and give us a review on iTunes. Those will help us keep Keep growing and sharing the stories with other people. If you have some feedback, let us know as well. And if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com slash single to tell us your story. Introduce yourself. You can also say what's up on Instagram. You can DM me at follow Noah if you want to be on the show. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe talk dirty and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure